2: Which can only mean one thing. He finally has enough money to buy this podcast. Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. This is your co-host, Joel. Let's get physical cheeseman. This is Chad. Grease is the word, so wash. And on this week's show, Harvard, I don't even know her. Intello finds salvation on the Silk Road and Equest can't fight the funk.
1: Let's do this.
2: That brings back some
1: memories, doesn't it? Oh, I love it. This is where you do the Olivia Newton-John shout out, I'm assuming. Oh, my God. So, okay, first off, let's give some context here. June 13th, 1978, I and you had just both turned seven years old. And I was in a theater watching Grease for the, for the very first time. Now, if you haven't seen the original movie Grease, go to your favorite streaming service and add it to your list and watch it tonight. Uh, anyways, this movie was one of the greatest examples of America's greatest export pop culture because the guys were cool and slick and the girls were horny and rebellious. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John were fucking magic on the screen and the final scene of the movie, Olivia Newton-John transforms from a shy cheerleader into this leather-laden vixen. That was the very first time I fell in love or <laughs> lust, maybe. Yeah. You
2: know, like uh, we were talking before the show, she was like ginger and uh,
1: Marianne, ginger,
2: Gin- <laughs> yeah. ginger and Marianne uh, all in one. She was yeah. like the girl next door. And then at the end of the, the movie, she shows the leather, the high heels, like the sex appeal. Uh, and that was great. And for me, you know, the '70s was so connected to like Farrah Fawcett and Charlie's Angels and Three's mm-hmm. Company, Suzanne Somers. But to me, like Olivia Newton-John was up there with with all of them in the '70s, and then she blew our heads off uh, a few years later in the '80s with "Let's Get Physical." <laughs> and I remember on MTV watching her yes. and a bunch of, of dudes that look like me now um, on on phys- on you know gym equipment. With her haircut, looking all, all sweaty uh-huh. and sexy. So, so she took a couple <laughs> of seven-year-old boys and turned them into men real fast yes. heading into the 70s through the 80s. So we'll, we'll, we'll miss you, Olivia Newton-John. You, uh, you had a, a major part in two young guys from the Midwest's upbringing.
1: Yeah, she was seventy three. I didn't realize yeah. she was that much older. She was, uh, she was, she, she definitely wasn't seventeen years old when she made uh, uh, Greece. But a big no. shout out to Olivia Newton John. Rest in peace. Yes, for sure, for sure, she will be missed, and a real fighter
2: for cancer and uh, animal uh, treatment. You know, she kind of faded from the uh, the pop culture scene, but she yeah. uh, had done a lot of really good things in her life, and uh, she will be missed. She will be missed. Let's get to shout-outs, shall we? Shout-outs. All right. My first one goes out to Byteboard, only Mm. a Google product. Uh, Rejig, CISO, and Switchboard, Uh, the Forbes Cloud 100 Rising Stars list, highlights the top 20 cloud startups that promise to be listed among the best private cloud companies in the future, and these four work-related solutions made the list. Not a bad ratio, 4 out of 20. Shout out to these
1: companies repping the industry in Forbes this week. Not too shabby. So shout out to the U.S. Marine Corps. That's right. This uh, this Army veterans giving the Marine Corps a shout out for finally confirming the very first four star black general into the U.S. Marine Corps. That's Lieutenant General Michael E. Langley's been confirmed for his four star. It's been 200, it's taken 246 fucking years for God's sakes. It's about time. The US Army's first black four star general was Roscoe Robinson Jr., who received his four star in 1982. Way to catch up, Leathernecks. Way to catch up. (laughs) Nice. And quick shout out from me
2: to to Mark Siekman. You don't know Mark, but Mark and I went to school together. We were in the fraternity uh, Sigma Chi together, and he was a rotsy guy. Joined uh, joined full time after school, and he is now a one star general uh, in the army. So Ooh. Uh, I, I got some friends in high places, Chad. Don't don't fuck with me. brigadier, brigadier. Uh, very cool, very cool. Almost as cool, Chad. Yes, as this news from Chick fil A. Oh my god! As if Taco Bell bringing back the Mexican pizza wasn't enough, rumors of a Chick fil A testing bone in chicken wings in Nashville blew up the internet this week. The OG chicken sandwich got a little tired of all the posers. So now they're going to flex on everybody that serves wings with some of their own. What's next? Turning nuggets into wine. Shout out to Chick fil A. And here's hoping they bring those wings to Indy
1: soon, although Nashville's not too far away. It is not. Uh, We'll be there soon, by the way. Shout out to James Whitlock and the Marketing Rules podcast. So every time I see his podcast cover art, I think, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. Did Joel start another podcast? Because the cartoon of him looks just like your (laughs) stupid cartoon head. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, did we trademark
2: my head? I might file a (laughs) cease and desist against that guy. I mean, damn, damn, that's not cool. That's not cool. Speaking of other podcasts, uh, Mm. I know you're a Malcolm Gladwell fan. He's one of our favorite authors. Yeah. He, He thinks remote work is hurting society and that a recession will likely drive employees who are, quote, sitting in their pajamas, end quote, back into the office. He said this as a guest on the Diary of a CEO podcast recently, quote, It's not in your best interest to work at home. He said, I know it's a hassle to come into the office, but if you're just sitting in your pajamas in your bedroom, is that the work life you want (laughs) to live? End quote. Now I know who's speaking at the J.P. Morgan Company picnic this fall. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Malcolm Gladwell, who I think is painting a pretty broad stroke of what it's like to work from home. But anyway,
1: I love Malcolm Gladwell. I love, you know, his revisionist different angles of history and those types of things. But you got to remember, this guy actually creates narratives for a living. It's a it's a corporate narrative that uh, it doesn't surprise me, though, because he gets paid to do a lot of shit.
2: To me, it's interesting because Douglas Atkin as well, I think, is a a fairly anti work -hmm. from home person because of company culture and what he talks about getting people together, rubbing them, rubbing them together and and getting sticky. It seems like there's a there's a group of sort of older statesmen in corporate America, whether it be marketing, sales, et cetera, who are championing sort of the old way of working from from the office and, and the old traditions or that are, they're getting older as we speak um but yeah there is a group of cohorts that i think we both respect greatly that yeah. haven't got on board with the uh, the work from home movement uh, hopefully it's just a matter of time before they come to their senses
1: One day. Well, during that time, they could prospectively join the FFFF. That's right, (laughs) kids. The the factory fix fantasy football league with the chad and cheese. Uh, I'm stoked to announce that we will be launching a fantasy football sign up page soon where you can register to possibly join the league. This season's going to be a fucking blast. We've been already talking to the to the factory fix crew, some of the things that we're going to do. It's going to be mm-hmm. a blast, and I can't wait. I can't wait for football, number one. But fantasy football, I'm stoked for this. I was trying to remember who won last year's league. Well, it wasn't either of us. Was it Putnam? Was it Jason? It might have been Putnam. I can't remember. I think it
2: was. I think it was. Which means he
1: definitely has to come back for this year. Yeah, I think
2: we owe it to the winner uh, to make sure that they come back to try to defend the (laughs) crown. I think you got last place, didn't you?
1: Ah, uh, it was it, it was either <laughs> you're fanning. It was almost dead last or second to last, but I was definitely in the basement. God, well you know who's a winner, Chad. No matter
2: what, is Mark Katz, oh, and of the show and the uh, the winner of free whiskey. Oh, love that, kids! If you haven't signed up for a chance to win free shit from Chad and Cheese, you got to go to chadcheese dot com. Click the free link. We're talking T-shirts, which we're, we're in the process of getting new T-shirts. We've got a lot of new stuff going on here, Chad. Yeah. T-shirts, fantasy football. we got new sponsors. Aspen Tech Labs supporting our beer giveaway. Tex Colonel is still our whiskey, whiskey daddy. And then uh, we got T-shirts sponsored by Job Get. So, guys, a lot of cool new stuff going on, but you got to go to ChadCheese.com to get that. And while you're there, think about leaving a review on the podcast platform of your choice. We love getting feedback, whether it be good or bad. Uh, it's our oxygen. Let us hear from you because we love you. And talking to a mic really isn't all that
1: human. Well, and I love all these podcasts that that say, "Hey, go to my site and you know give me a five star review." No, just <laughs> tell us what you think. I I hate that shit. If you think we're a five star, awesome. If you don't, awesome. That's cool. <laughs> as long as you
2: listen, that's what we care about. It's all that matters.
3: Happy birthday!
2: All right, let's talk about birthdays, Chad. Mm hmm. A lot of fans are celebrating birthdays this week. On the list are Kevin Kirkpatrick, Bill Ooh. Peterson, Jason Putnam, who we just talked about, uh, yep. Peter Somaldi, Amy Chafin, Johnny Campbell, out in Ireland, Jason Seiden, Peter Clayton, the OG podcaster, I guess. Does he even have a podcast? I know he publishes audio. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Carmen Hudson, longtime recruiter, and no relation, Abby cheeseman all celebrate another trip around the side.
3: Happy trip. birthday!
2: again not my sister not my wife abby <laughs> cheeseman celebrating a birthday and that's pete
1: Samandel, by the way it was good i know the what guy so I, I know how to say yeah i know how Milden? to say his name samandle nah, yeah S- yes, i'm still waiting
2: it. for seymour
1: butts or uh you know <laughs> uh well you can wait while we are at an event that's right, events and our travel powered by shaker recruitment marketing. That's right, when we look sexy on the travel, that's because oh, we have that we uh, look sexy shaker, shaker trucker hats, shaker shirts, shaker backpacks by Patagonia, luggage, all that other fun stuff. They outfitted us to ensure that we get to where we're going and we look. Great while we're doing it. Uh, September 13th through the 16th, we're going to be in Vegas. Imagine that for HR Tech. You guys have heard of this one before, HR Tech. It's going to be big. October 5th through the 7th in Nashville at Inspire HR. Two party places, man. And I mean, I don't know that you can get... 180 degree, degrees more different party place than Vegas, than Nashville. Both party places, but entirely uh, different My, my liver's already on
2: on boycotting. It's not good. My liver's already mad.
1: And then we're talking Vegas, Nashville, and then Paris. That's right, kids.
0: What did you say?
1: Unleash World, October 12th and 13th in Gay Paris. If you haven't registered, kids, again, Vegas, again, Nashville. Again, I mean, what are you waiting for? Go to chadcheese.com, click on events, all the stuff's there. You can register and we'd love to see you. Chad, you remember the band Ready
2: for the World? I the do. And the hit song, Oh Sheila? Yeah. Well, let's just hope the world is ready for us.
3: Topic mix.
1: All right. Oh, she. Okay, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Yeah. I, I received a DM this morning that said this, and, and this alone. Uh-huh. Everybody panic and sell. <laughs> that, that was it.
2: Yeah. Yes. I got I got after this news I got a text saying if two corpses get close enough together can they both come back to life. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's, that gets us to our first story everybody. Uh Chicago-based Silk Road Technology has acquired San Francisco-based Intello. Terms mm. of the deal were not disclosed. Intello provides source-to-hire automation technology while C- Silk Road provides what it calls Red carpet onboarding software. Ooh, the acquisition will help Silk Road add candidate search and recruitment marketing capabilities. Founded in 2011, Intello employs 63 people, according to LinkedIn, and raised a total of $40.7 million in its history. Silk Road, founded in 2003, has raised just over $200 million and was acquired in 2021 by Bar Partners. Silk Road employs around 350 people. The consolidation
1: continues, baby. Chad, what you got? So we've had a lot to say about Intello over the years, and and this story is more like a telenovela. Uh, Founded in 2011, as you'd said, Intello has floundered for years trying to understand just what they wanted to be when they grow up. While Um, companies like Sovereign and Textkernel cornered a white label market for parsing and matching behind the scenes. So back in 2019, Intello was limping around and then someone had a great idea to acquire ConveyIQ. I say it was a great idea because of the vision that they created by acquiring another system that could move into more of a platform conversation and which also came with, guess what kids, more funding. At that point, everyone knew Intello was on life support and that buying con- uh, convey IQ, AKA take the interview, yes. which was, uh, as we thought, more of a smokescreen than real business move. Uh, if Intello couldn't execute on the, their original concept, who the hell thought they could create a grander vision and then execute on that? that well, then soon after, in 2020, Intello kicked their CEO slash founder, John Bischke, uh, to the curb and. Mm-hmm automatically we thought, hey, Danielle's going to be the new CEO. Nope. They hired a product guy, Robert Sal from Jobvite. Okay. You need a product person on product and you need a CEO, someone who can actually make noise and drive execution in the CEO slot. Anyway, soon after that, the CEO, obviously Danielle didn't get the CEO position. So she was gone soon after that. Uh, The CRO ejected in early 2021 the cto ejected in may of this year and the new head of sales lasted only eight months before ejecting a few months ago in
3: june
1: so to me this is a house of cards why would you buy this (laughs)
2: because it was on sale and it was cheap yeah this um you know, I actually interviewed uh, John Bishke, uh, founder of the company, back when it when it was founded, and it was it was a pretty cool, disruptive, innovative idea. And the idea was, of the company was let's look at LinkedIn data and anyone who has updated their profile or changed something, maybe mm-hmm. a Twitter profile. So it, it used aggregate data to to sort of guess who is more likely to leave their their company. And we found uh, in 2011, with a lot of other companies, particularly those that built their business off of Facebook, that mm-hmm. the rules change at platforms. By the way, there's a yes. ton of uh, startups that use Twitter as well that that suffered a similar fate. LinkedIn pulls the rug out from under you know utilizing LinkedIn data. Intelo had already t- had already taken money, so they they were in a position where like, holy shit, what do we do? Pivot, pivot galore. The whole thing seemed like a wannabe, poor man's, you fill in the blank, seek out, hiring solved, etc. They tried to be many different things. Nothing quite caught on. You mentioned the Hail Mary with the convey IQ. Mm -hmm. Again, that was sort of two corpses thrown together to to create a vampire, (laughs) I guess. That didn't work out. Bishke gets kicked out. Danielle leaves shortly thereafter. You mentioned the the roll call of exits. The time was run, you know, that they had run out of time in terms of the investment that they had gotten. They brought in someone to sell the company. Silk Road was a, a big enough sucker uh, to take the bait. And, uh, and here we are. Uh, it feels desperate for sure. <laughs> it's just not good for any of them. I, I don't know a ton about Silk Road, but to them, it, it just sounds like let's get some tech on the cheap. Uh, a lot of people are doing what we're doing and they do a lot more than what we do. So we need to add, we need to, to tack on some tech that'll hopefully keep our customers around longer than if they would otherwise. And uh, my guess is five to 10 years from now, we're talking about Silk Road getting acquired by somebody on the cheap. Just like this.
1: Yeah. So it, it it speaks volumes that you don't know that much about Silk Road since they've been around since 2003. They yeah. they have modules for recruiting, onboarding, learning, and performance. But from my experience, nobody buys Silk Road for their recruiting prowess. That's for damn sure. So why does a Silk Road, which is not known for recruiting, buy a clearance rack failing recruitment technology company? That, I just... None of that makes any sense. Yeah, they got it on the cheap, but for what? I mean, to, to, to be able to, to to buy a jalopy that's not working or selling in the first place, you're gonna try to do what with it. To me, reminds me of higher view buying Alio. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying, Oh, this is gonna be great. It's gonna be transformational for higher view. Yeah. From my understanding, they have used literally one aspect of Alio in that platform because the rest of it, it just couldn't use. I yeah. see the same thing happening here. Yeah, I mean, look, uh,
2: acquisitions are hard. Integrations are hard. I mean, uh, putting one tech into another is hard. Putting one culture into another culture is hard. Putting employees and duplicate systems is is really hard. So a lot of these times, the the deal can just come down to either the price. Or we need to make our investors happy. We need to make them think that we're growing, and this is one way to do it. The clock had run out on Intello, so it was either like sell it for parts, close it down, um, or get a buyer on the cheap to to help everyone save face and move on. the The CEO, I believe, is joining the board over at um, at Silk Road. I think so. He's he's got a job. Uh, who knows what he'll do from this? But all the all the main pieces from Intello look like they're gone. So this is a this is a fire sale, as far as I'm concerned. This is you know jobster getting bought by uh, whoever they got bought by back. Look, the story the story goes on and on, uh, and this this will not be the last time that we hear this stuff. And, and if you go back into Crunchbase and and do a search for like 10, 10 to twelve year old companies, eight to twelve year old companies in our space, watch watch the dominoes start to fall in terms of companies
1: uh, that are gone. Again, just look at the runway. And yeah. that being said, uh, Pymetrics, who had funding in 2018, uh, do you think they ran out of runway? Sure, well, let's get to that story and then we can comment on, uh,
2: on that situation. So Boston-based Harvard, not Harvard, has acquired New York-based Pymetrics. Terms of the deal were not disclosed, shocker. Pymetrics provides unbiased soft skills assessments While Harvard helps companies with high-volume recruiting needs, the acquisition will enable Pymetrics to become part of Harvard's set of talent assessment solutions founded in 2011. Pymetrics employs 100 people and raised $56.6 million, while Harvard had raised around $29 million and was acquired in 2021 by Outmatch for an undisclosed sum. The company then rebranded as Harvard, Your initial comment on this deal, I think, was, that's dumb. So tell us how you really feel, Chad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Pymetrics, they took, what, $56.6 million, um, acquired by Harvard, uh, a.k.a. Outmatch, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Rubicon Technology Partners. Listen closely, kids. This is going to get crazy. Uh, Also, Frida's LinkedIn today said that she will be staying on board as chief data scientist. So so throw that in there. I don't think she'll be around for long, maybe 18 months uh, or so. Just again, again, just my opinion, what's going to happen. But anyway, Outmatch acquired Harvard about a year ago, and then Outmatch rebranded to Harvard. Mm -hmm. Outmatch. Two words you can spell you can spell very easily. com yep. had acquired eight different startups from <laughs> video interviewing to background checks. Now everything had shifted to the Harvard brand. They literally chose Harvard, a made up name, over Outmatch. Oh, and and Rubicon acquired Outmatch. You know, back in, in twenty twenty. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces here. Yeah, Pymetrics' latest funding was forty million back in 2018, and it feels like their runway was getting shorter. And, and here's, here's a, a bit of tasty intel that uh, w- was uh, uh, given to me last night. Sure. Whenever a company hires and fires a lobby group, they have to report it, and Politico lists those reports. Well, three weeks ago, Pymetrics split with their lobby group. Yes, Pi- little Pymetrics had a lobby group. Interesting. The Rabin Group. So why does a startup need a lobby group? I mean, that just sends bad signals to me. Mm -hmm. If you have to spend cash on a lobby group to be able to help try to form regulations, it's probably not a company that I want to fucking buy that yeah. to me is messy.
2: Yeah. You know, as soon as I read the headline, I, I started scanning the rest for Frida. I was looking for Frida. Where's Frida? Where's Frida? And then yeah. there's a quote from her that basically says, excited to continue building upon our shared blah, 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 blah. Right. But there are no specifics. So she, she probably got a lot of questions about what are you going to do? Are you going to stay on? And the the LinkedIn post makes a lot of sense. I I think you're right about the 18 months. Um, you know, Checkster, uh, one, one company we know, he was around for eight months. So 18 might be uh, optimistic. I don't know. He he pulled the cord at eight months. This company is a hot mess, dude. It is so like Outmatch is now Harvard. But if you go yeah. to Outmatch.com, Outmatch.com is still there. It doesn't redirect to Harvard.
1: But it says they're now Harvard. I mean, it right. is so, so just, weird.
2: Just redirect to Harvard. And then like... Checkster still goes to checkster.com, but then like first person does redirect to Harvard. So there's some real, it's a real clusterfuck at this organization. The company is trying to build what it calls a quote hiring experience stack, but that's not not what Harvard says it is. So if the main company doesn't say that, but it says it outmatched, like if I'm a customer prospect of this company, I'm totally confused um, about what's going on. They had our new COO in 21 uh, the whole thing just looks like a complete fuss, clusterfuck. I don't really know what to make of any of this. They should just rebrand the whole company as Keystone Cops uh, Jobs and <laughs> Stuff LLC because I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what the fuck they're doing. And whoever the COO is needs to like figure this branding shit out. Uh, they've wow. had a year to do it. Like, what's what's the holdup? What's the problem?
1: I personally think Harvard bought a bill of goods that they will likely never be able to use. Uh, huh? especially in a, hi- a hyper-regulatory arena mm-hmm. like interviewing and soft skills. So molding regulations to suit your vision through a lobby group, probably number one, isn't great for optics.
2: Yeah, this one is really, really hard to hard to get my head around uh, anyway. So we need a break to figure yeah. our shit out and then uh, come back and talk some more kind of strange dealings by companies.
1: Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to... Pandologic.com. That's Pandologic.com.
2: By the way, I was, I was remembering a, a conversation about um, Pymetrics, and uh, the, the insight that I got is that they had been trying to sell the company for 18 months. So uh, the price must have gone down quite a bit, and the I'm desperation sure. went up quite a bit in that time period. But anyway, let's talk about uh, our next acquisition. Austin-based Mitratech. Has acquired Denver based Talent Reef. In terms of the deal were not disclosed. Gee, I get tired of hearing that. Uh, Talent <laughs> Reef is an applicant tracking and onboarding platform. The press says the acquisition will enable Mitratech to better service their customers' hiring needs. Founded in 2008, Talent Reef employs around 165 people and had raised $4 million, while Mitratech is a provider of legal and compliance software for companies. Mitrotech has been around since 87, it yes. was acquired by the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan in 2021. Chad, is this reefer madness a savvy acquisition <laughs> or something in between?
1: Uh, well, first off, I think it is incredibly weird that the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan owns this, number one. Remember, they're part of the career builder deal. With Apollo. They apparently like the talent yeah. space. But uh, the, the the way that I see this is kind of like a, a compliance backing into recruiting. Uh, and, and I like to see things like that happen. So instead of trying to force compliance into a platform, the platform was created for compliance and everything wraps around it. So that's a great message when selling against other platforms, especially Mm -hmm. for hourly and decentralized workers. So high volume hiring is sexy right now. Everybody's talking about it, even doing podcasts and shit about it too. And ensuring you don't have to worry about compliance isn't just nice. It's a damn must. Uh, Talent Reef has been around since 1997 and they've only received $4 million in a single round of funding back in ninety seven, according to Crunchbase. So mm-hmm. we haven't heard much from Talent Reef over the years, but they're a scrappy group that I believe quietly received a, a good payday. I don't think it's going to be an amazing payday, but I think they yeah. got a good payday out of this. I don't think it was clearance rack sale material, but uh, if, if, if Mitra Tech can effectively sell to enterprise players who need high-volume, obviously, platforms. They can also sell a myriad of other legal, advisory, and compliance solutions. So yeah. this, this to me, sounds smart from Mitrotech. The, the only thing that I'm not sure of is if they can execute on this new platform because this is not what they know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Big applause for... An acquisition that makes a little bit of sense. So yeah. you mentioned uh, the one side of it in terms of uh, you know talent reef companies needing all kinds of legal advice, which Mitrotech can provide. But the other side oh, of yeah. that works works as well. So Mitrotech says it serves over twelve thousand law firms. Right? These are law firms that probably aren't getting called by the you know traditional. Uh, ats salesperson yeah they, all, they all need ats's they don't know what the fuck yeah. to buy they're probably calling mitrotech saying who should we use do you guys do this uh and mitrotech said okay well let's just buy our own ats plug in our twelve thousand law firms into that system take talent people plug it into our our services and then voila you got a, a an acquisition that makes sense for both parties um, my guess is they'll probably keep the Talent Reef brand as opposed to wrap it into Mitra Tech, which mm-hmm. sounds like a bad Michael Bay movie. Um, but, uh, w- you know, time will tell on that. Um, yeah, this one makes sense. Uh, I like it. Uh, the The whole Ontario teachers thing is a little bit bizarre to me. Yes. Uh, those crazy Canucks uh, must know something we don't. Uh, there's something in the water or the snow up there in Canada uh, that makes them uh, so so pulled toward employment and workforce tech. It's uh, it's kind of bizarre, but uh, more power to them.
1: Yeah. What's even more bizarre is this uh, eQuest news.
2: Oh, it's totally bizarre, dude. Okay. So let's get into this. eQuest Media announced this week that it will be expanding its advertising and marketing division into, you ready for this, worldwide music publishing. This will include <laughs> licensing compositions for use by films, television, advertisements, and other media. Monitoring song usage and collecting and distributing royalties to clients. In case you missed it, EQuest is historically a service that distributes jobs globally and has been doing it since, oh, I don't know, the 90s. Chad, please help us make some sense of this move.
1: Yeah, so I guess if you can't beat them, then get the hell out. I have admiration for, for John Malone, the founder and CEO of, of Equest. Uh, very early on in the days of the applicant tracking systems, John signed an exclusive deal with Taleo, the biggest ATS at the time. Mm-hmm. And the deal was for Equest to be tightly integrated with Taleo and their only source for real job distribution. Now, you got you got to think about this, kids. Back in those days job distribution was going to each job board and posting manually. And this partnership put eQuest on the map because now you could do multiple job board distribution through one touch. Unfortunately, eQuest got lazy and sloppy as competitors like Broadbeam came out of the woodwork, tightened up their game, and the Taleo exclusive contract ran out. So instead of using the market position to, to make a stronger platform and prep for the end of the exclusivity he chose boats and hose you know so this step into music should be a step out of recruiting and job distribution but much like Monster in Taleo. Equest has had its time in the sun, and I don't think it's going to be coming back to the recruitment landscape anytime soon, or at least at the top of the mountain for job distribution in the recruiting landscape. Yeah, this is as weird to me as
2: when Michael Jordan left basketball to try to play baseball. The difference is he could come (laughs) back to basketball. I'm not sure Equest can come back from this. This makes no sense to me. It's like us deciding we want to add knitting or makeup tips as part of the (laughs) Chad and Cheese podcast. Okay, so. So, one, what the hell do we know about knitting and makeup? What the fuck do they know about music? Second, there are already podcasts on those topics, I assume, I don't listen to them, that do a yeah. lot better job about knitting and uh, and makeup <laughs> tips than we ever could. And then, number three, our current listeners would think we'd gone mental uh, and leave the podcast. So, so. That's basically what this feels like to me. They're doing something that they they don't have a core competency on. They're confusing yeah. their customer base. It's just bad on all levels. Um, I don't know what they're smoking at eQuest because I want some of that shit because it's really strong. <laughs> and must be really good. <laughs> Holy shit. Is this on the onion? I can't believe this is a real story. I, I can't
1: either. It was sent okay. It was sent to both of us, I believe. And I, I literally clicked on it. <laughs> thinking that again i was being pranked
2: yeah this is i'm getting punked somebody in the industry sent this to us thinking that we would think is a real story but sure Mm -hmm. enough it's on their site it's on their blog nothing on the main site says music anyway it's it's not worth spending any more time on this it's totally stupid let's take a break and catch our breath and uh talk about something that makes sense
0: are you struggling to attract the talent you need today do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going And wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at AcquireROI.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
3: So,
1: on last week's show, we talked about Tesla creating their own core talent platform instead of buying an ATS off the off the shelf or off yeah, the market. Yeah. You said that you expect more of this to happen as companies see the price of off the shelf ATS systems are pretty fucking expensive. Yep. Well, this week, I was forwarded Home Depot's Path to Pro platform. Uh, You can check it out at pathtopro.com. And it's a career portal for the trades, carpentry, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, welding, and and many other trades. Mm -hmm. You can click into any of the listed trades and Home Depot provides an outline of what to expect when pursuing these trades as a career. Starting salary, number of jobs currently available, and the and time frame breakdown of going to a trade school versus a four-year college. Mm-hmm. Then they direct you to quote unquote, "free training. They also have the most important information, a page for your parents. Uh, This is one of the things that you see with the military a lot because everybody wants their kid to go to college, right? And not every kid wants to go to fucking college. Mm -hmm. So the military for years have had these pages and they've had these promotional slicks for parents to be able to help them understand how this is a great path for their kid. Unfortunately, America, you bunch of fucking idiots. We have counted out tech schools for years and now Home Depot is trying to help parents understand why this is a great career path for their kids. So, mm-hmm. thoughts on Home Depot doing this, and other companies, prospectively doing this in other industries in the market?
2: Yeah, so I think it's I think it's brilliant. Um, you know, typically when we talk about this, it's company training people for technology or being able to do a coding job that I need done at this company. The problem with that is you train them to do a job. They don't necessarily have to work for you. Now they might be under contract and we've talked to some, or we've talked about some companies or services that will put people under contract for a certain time period once you educate them. But after mm-hmm. that, they can go wherever the hell they want. The genius of this is yes, Home Depot trains people to do jobs where they need shit that guess what they can buy at home Home depot Depot. and there's some loyalty to home depot because by golly they got me the experience i needed to get this job so Mm -hmm. the home depot is creatively finding a way to get customers for life Pulling in the, the parents and making them feel good about Home Depot because, well, shit, they need some drywall and some two by fours to two at some point. Right. So they're going to be customers of Home Depot. Oh, by the way, we're going to create this thing as a foundation. We're going to raise money for it and and, uh, and we're going to do, do a little tax break, uh, whatnot with this foundation. So I'm sure they're getting some tax breaks from it. I'm sure they're making friends in high places in Washington and state legislatures by having this educational resource for mm-hmm. the the people who vote for these politicians uh it's great pr there's so many good things about this and it's so brilliant um that i can't help but just really applause it yeah and as a as a story to end the show chad that isn't based on porn or only fans or fried chicken <laughs> i just feel good about it and i'm excited and uh, i'm glad you shared that story with us on the feed this week
1: yeah i, I gotta say if you are looking for ways to recruit To actually connect your brand to people and or create a cult-like brand, this is a fucking template. You're you're 100% right. This is about, first and foremost, we have gaps in our society today where we don't have enough plumbers, carpenters, you name it, right? We don't have enough. So, Mm -hmm. Home Depot says, hey, this is good. Not to mention, we can create these individuals or at least help get them to to training so that we're associated with it and they started a career and they do have to buy things. So again, you're right, this is a perfect way to connect to a brand and then create a cult brand. Uh, it, it's not it's not knee jerk. It's not something that will happen tomorrow, right? This is something where they're building for the future. and we do not see companies do this in the careers area. And that's why we're launching Path to Podcasting from the
2: Chad and Cheese Podcast <laughs> Foundation. We're taking donations. Let us know if you'd like to give. And with that, we, we out.
3: Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing.